This is episode 128 of the Fearless Launching Show, and today we're going to be talking to Becca Tracy of The Uncaged Life, and she's going to be sharing her simple system for creating packages and services that sell out every single time. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Becca, thank you so much for joining me today. I am super excited to talk to you about creating packages and just just kind of like some of your insights on that, some of the things that I think people and a lot of people I've talked to, like people who've been in business even for years, sometimes still struggle with how do I create these new packages or transform what I've already got going on. So I'm excited to chat about that yeah. today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Tell us about who you are and what primarily your business is. Well, I'm Becca. I'm over at The Uncaged Life. And I work primarily with um, service-based businesses. So I tend to think of my people as like the life coaches, the health coaches, and the business coaches. Um, basically, anyone who wants to be able to work with just their laptop and, you know, kind of do their thing um, from, you know, behind their laptop with pants on or on the beat or with pants <laughs> off, rather. <laughs> we, we're the no pants party over in my community. So it's so a service providers mostly. And I work with them at the very very sweet beginning stages of their business. So before they're going on to like launch a major course or to, you know, learn about Facebook ads or any of that fun marketing stuff, they're in the stages where they're still trying to figure out exactly what they're doing. So not quite sure on what their niche is yet. Don't have a super solid brand message yet. Kind of just trying to figure out how to put all of this crazy idea that they have together into something that's actually going to be marketable and actually is going to work as a business. Yeah, I love, I love, love, love that. And I like the clarity of that. So my question is then people come to you. When do they, when do they actually first come to you? Do you think, how do they find you? <laughs> um, these days they probably find me through Facebook, to be honest. They tend to come to me in two waves. So either they're brand new to business. They're like fresh eyed and like, Oh my gosh, like they find my, you know, my Facebook group and it's like the first business Facebook group they've ever found. And it's amazing. And you know, we all know there's tons <laughs> out there. There's tons of amazing ones. Um, so they're either in that stage, like brand, brand new, or they've been around the block a little bit with their business. They've been following everybody. They've been taking all the courses. They've been, you know, consuming all of the free opt-ins and webinars and things that they can. And they're still like, what am I doing? <laughs> they still can't implement a lot of it because their ideas aren't formulated yet. They can't clearly even say, this is what I do and this is who I do it for. So a lot of the stuff they're learning is almost like a next level for them that they're not quite ready for yet. So then they find me and they're like, this is the missing piece. And then we do our work together. That's great. So you do, do you, and I know that you have, there's a few, 
actual programs, mini courses, things like that you have, but do you, do you feel like you do your best work with people when you are working with them more one-on-one or does it, does it really matter to you? What's your favorite? My favorite is in a group. I definitely think the best work is done when there is some interaction um, because we all know it's so easy to buy an online course and read it and then not really know what to do with it. So I definitely think that I know I work best um, when there is some interaction, but I love the group atmosphere. I used to do only one-on-one coaching and it was great, but it wasn't, it wasn't quite it. And once I started teaching what I teach, but in a group, all of a sudden it became alive. There was so much energy between all of the students and the group members who are learning from each other and kind of sharing where they're at and, you know, putting themselves out there all at the same time. And, you know, in combination with me actually getting on the phone and coaching them and then listening to each other, it just, you know, it creates magic. So I totally love working in a group these days. Yeah, I love that. I, I really do. So this, I'm, I'm the same way where, like, I do like working with people one-on-one, but I do find that there's something that can happen when something extra that happens when you're in a group situation, people have, let's say, content that they're consuming. They're listening to live coaching They're because they're actually gaining information and, and insight and who knows what, you know, just just something that they can take away from it that that somebody is applying to their own business. So I, I definitely like that. Yeah. And they're not doing it alone. You know, we, we can't do this alone. It's way, it's way too hard to build a business alone. So having other people who are in the same stage as them being able to say like, yes, like you're doing amazing, you know, cheering them on, um, and celebrating all that stuff with them is huge. Yeah. So I'm guessing that you're, cause you seem really clear about who you're working with. And, and I, and I'm guessing that the experience, like, I, I mean, I downloaded the, the thing that was available on your site. I don't know what it's called right now. Cause it's on my phone. It was one of the, oh my gosh, now I don't have it in front of me, but I'm going to put a link to it down below so people can go sign up for themselves. It's like the first chapter. Oh, right. Of, um, of my Hey Nice Package course, which is all about, um, getting started with, sort of stopping working hourly and actually putting together packages. Yeah. So what I, what I kind of just saw from that was, you know, what I heard just now was like, okay, she knows her peeps. And then already just from the one e the first email and downloading, downloading that I'm like, okay, so she's got some, she, she's probably clued in on like the experience she wants to give people, even when they're not working with her yet. And I'm just curious if, if your own process of kind of honing your own packages, working with people has helped you create like that system for other people to not, I guess, kind of emulate, but like a system that they can use for their own. Yeah, it definitely has. I definitely started off, I started my business five, five or six years ago, 2011. Um, I definitely started off not this way. So not this clear doing much more open-ended coaching. I wasn't sure what direction I wanted to go in. And so I was trying all kinds of things. I spent the first eight months of my business actually living in a van. I was on a rock climbing trip. Um, and that was like just a wild year of like experimentation in my business. And so, um, I tried group programs. I tried creating some online stuff. I tried one-on-ones. I tried kind of coaching people on different topics um, within the realm of, you know, finding their dream job and creating their business. So I tried a ton of different things and that really helped me start to understand what it actually takes to figure out where your sweet spot is. Um, so I was able to figure out mine, but I'm, I'm glad that I had that year of experimentation because it let me kind of see what that process looks like and then look back and be able to go, okay, how could I have sped that up? What could I have done differently from the beginning if I was just getting started that would have gotten me to this clarity without having to spend, you know, a whole year mucking around trying at, you know, 800 different, (laughs) different options. 
And so that's what I teach now. Yeah. So like, so would you mind sharing and even like a little bit of that? Like what, what's the first thing you do when you work with people then to help them, you know, have their own spark of clarity really? Yeah. Well, so the four main pieces that I work with people on, um, and there's a lot in these pieces, but, um, the first one is getting really clear on what their message is. So really understanding, like, what are you trying to create here? And how is your message and your point of view different from what other people in your industry are saying? So not so much trying to create something like totally wacky and out there and brand new, but really helping people hone in on what do they really, really believe in? Like, what is that thing that's just like emanating from all of the work that they're doing? Why are they doing this? And once you know your message, you can start to look at what you're actually doing for people with this message. So um, usually this is where people start really, really broad. And I ask my clients to get really specific. So if they could solve one problem with this message, what is that problem? And then we can start to look at who are the people who have this problem. So it's almost like a bit of a backward look at finding your niche instead of just deciding, here's the people I want to work with. We want to look at what are you trying to create in the world? And you know, what, what is that change? And then who has that who has that change or who has that problem and who wants to have that change. Yeah. I love that. And because you know what, a lot of, a lot of times, and I'm sure you've, you've taken your own share of online pro online courses and things like that, where the first thing is that person. But I feel like until you really understand your message and what you're doing, your perspective, like how can you really even, those exercises are hard. I still, I mean, I, I can probably do them better now than I could when I started, but I think they're amazing for things like branding, um, for copywriting, like to really understand who you're speaking to. But I think they're really hard as a way to figure out your niche. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that they, that they give you the clarity on like what the, what the problem is that you're trying to work with. They give you clarity on the person, but the problem still feels a little bit fuzzy. So that's where I usually, if someone's done those exercises, that's great. They're that, you know, they have a bit of a head start and that's where I usually go and recommend that they actually um, try to find this person that they've yeah. created or find 10 or a hundred of these people and talk to them and start doing market research. And I teach my clients really specifically how to dig in and do that research. So then they can come back and go, okay, here's what I'm going to create because I know these people need it instead of just, you know, this is a nice, de- this is a nice idea I have. I'm going to create it and then see if anyone wants it, which is how most of us do it when we first start. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's true. I mean, I definitely think that my thought there, I was just like imagining and sometimes what I'm imagining some very weird visual picture. So excuse me for this <laughs> weird explanation, but like I, I'm, I was thinking of fearless launching and it's very first round and I kind of identified like this group of people that was having, that were all having some similar problem and it just happened to coincide with, you know, my perspective on it. So it didn't kind of, the, the audience didn't really come first and the message was already kind of there. So I don't feel like it's just a, you must do customer avatar exercise and you'll know who your niche is. I feel like you do have to have a little bit of that, you know, what are you doing? What are you solving? What's the, what you have to have some kind of um, insight into that first. Yeah. I think that that's where, you know, you, you teach launching. So I'd be curious how much you see this, but I think that, you know, a lot of the clients who come to me, if they were to go and say, okay, I want to launch something, they would have no idea what they were launching or who it was for and what it actually did for people. Um, but la- you know, launching is an exciting thing. It's, you know, it's a buzzword. It's something to do that's tangible in your business. And so we want to do that, right? We want to like make websites and launch things and learn about, you know, Facebook and Instagram because it's all really, really tangible. And it's just a, a lot of it is almost impossible to do without those beginning steps of clarity. Absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely do 
talk about that because because most of the time people will come in with very specific things that they want to launch mm-hmm. and they won't they will not have gotten to the who it's for they will not they haven't spoken to anybody yet they haven't um. you know and that's kind of a that's a huge problem so you can do all the customer avatar work in the world but if you haven't actually talked to people and confirmed that that's a real person or at least a, an amalgamation or like a com- yeah. of of a real person then you're not ready really yeah you know yep totally so okay so we've got message what are you doing solve one problem creating that kind of who is it for and then what what comes next well, so once you've talked to people or you've sent out your surveys or you've, you know, kind of dug in and, and stalked your people a little bit and you've got that market research, you can then start to look over that and see what the common threads are. And this, if you've done this well and you've gotten it in front of the right people, it should be really clear what your people are needing. Um, and then starting to create service packages or programs or courses or whatever it is that you want to create becomes so much easier because instead of us guessing at what we should make, the people have told us. And now our job is simply to create it. So it makes creating the actual packages that you're going to sell, um, it's almost like cheating. <laughs> so I was like, we yeah. don't actually don't have to do that much work once we do this initial work because the next step of what to create and the next step of what to create after that is like written in front of us. Yeah, I like that. Um, so do you then, because what I, what I sometimes think happens, and this is something that happens even in, in a, a course about launching things, launching businesses or launching products or whatever, launching coaching or new coaching services or whatever is that people have very defined format that they plan on putting that package in, whether it's a course, like you said, or a, you know, a coaching program, whatever it is, they seem to have a really locked in place mm-hmm. format. And I always try to have them not have that and look instead at what those, like, like you said, look at those common threads, look at, look, you know, forget about the format to begin with. Look about what, what the need is. What do people yeah. actually need from you? Yeah. Because a lot of times the things that we want to teach don't actually make sense in certain formats or might make sense in other formats. It's like the one-on-one coaching that I was doing. It was fine. It was good. You got lots of my one-on-one attention, but it was actually missing a huge piece, which was actually connecting with other beginners who were in the same stage as you. I mean, actually having that network. And without that, the, the work was, you know, it was okay, but it could be so much better. And so it made more sense for me to actually start teaching it in a group versus one-on-one. Whereas there's some work that I think is just really hard to learn in a group or like from an online course that you just buy and download, you know, doing like mindset work from, you know, an online course can be really, really hard to do. So some of it, there needs to be more interaction. And, and yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that does come from experience. So again, the, you know, go live in a van for a year and test stuff out if you can, <laughs> I love um, that. but just trying, like trying different ways of working with people will help you see which is the best way to help get them the results that they want to get. And, and also it'll be a great way to find out where you actually deliver the best results, you know, or you can deliver whatever that message is in the best possible way. So I, I, I am definitely down with that. I I've done the same thing. I haven't lived in a van, but I, (laughs) I have been, you know, working and I go back and forth to working with people in different ways as often as I can, because I do think it gives me clarity to, you know, change people's changing needs, you know, like one for, for maybe a couple years or three years, it might be that people are in these online coaching group situations or course situations, but there might be a trend toward people just wanting to work with you privately, 
for Mm -hmm. a certain period of time. And I feel like you have to be open to those different seasons, really. Yeah, totally. So then, you know, I I wanted to ask about like the actual, like not, not specifically every single piece of building this package for someone, because I feel like you teach people how to do that in your hey nice package, (laughs) you know, like the, the, is it a class or is it a live class? Um, so that is a downloadable program so that, and again, I could teach this one-on-one. Um, however, it, it is content that does work online. So yeah, it's a downloadable course. Um, there's some like screenshotted videos and audios and stuff in there. Um, and it really focuses on helping, helping kind of do these first steps. So get really clear on, um, first of all, it teaches you how to do the market research to go out and figure out what your people need and then how to start thinking about how that could be kind of chunked apart and, and turned into different packages. It's not so much a tech course, so it's not going to teach you, you know, all of the best software to do all of the fancy things. Um, it's more about like the conceptual piece of how to start to think about packages. Um, and I still use this process over and over again, anytime I create anything new. So I think it's super useful. <laughs> yeah. You know, Becca, I'm curious because a lot of people that I've worked with or just at a, not, not at like the more advanced, let's say a business owner who's been in business for a while, but, but oftentimes people who are just starting out, they don't want to do this work. They like somehow think it's like optional. I'd love to know like how you could, you, cause we, I feel like we got to kind of convince people that this is not optional. It's not as sexy. That's for sure. I know, you know, most people want to have a website. They want to be like making Instagram images that they can post up there. They want to do some webinars um, which is all great. All of that stuff is is great if you're doing it with some focus and with some strategy. And the the problem is that most people aren't doing it with any focus. So they're like, I'll make some images. They're going to say a bunch of different things. <laughs> um, and I have no idea what that's going to do for me, but it looks cool. So I think that, yeah, it's definitely what I've found is that the clients who come to me specifically for this packaging work have kind of been doing what I was doing, like experimenting. And they're like, all right, I've tried, you know, kind of coaching people ongoing for, you know, six to 12 months. I've tried this different thing, but none of it's really feeling good for them. They're not actually like excited to sell it. They're not really getting great results for their clients. They're not selling any of it is a key thing. If you're, if you've got what you think is a great package and it's not selling and you are genuinely like doing what you can to put it out there in front of the right people, it could just be that it's actually not that great of a package or it's not that clear what the value of the package is. So there's a lot of places where packages can go wrong. But, um, yeah, it's, I just think that once you, I know, I don't think, I know that once you do this work, everything becomes easier. Creating blog posts, creating, you know, if you're doing a podcast, even knowing what to talk about in your podcast, creating marketing content for your packages, everything is just so, so much easier when you've done these preliminary foundations, which is what I teach. Oh my goodness. Yes. I totally agree. Um, I have to tell you that I just went through, or we just finished, um, the first round of the fearless launching for this year. And one of the things that I did in this, in this offer section, which, which is where I tell people to talk, I I don't definitely don't go as in depth as you do on the market research though. I could, it's its own, like you've made it. It's its own own beast. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's take some time. (laughs) But one of the things I did to try to get people to realize how critical it is, is that I, had them, I gave them a list of questions that they should have answered by their, you know, ideal audience. And 
link to that to these are questions that actually also have to be on your sales page so that they would see that there's like an actual, there is an application to these, but, and then once you have that sales page, then everything can come from that. Like all of your tweets and all of your pretty little quotes that are on Instagram or Facebook and all that. So, um, I am a huge, um, champion for, you know, getting out of your whatever, wherever you're working. And especially if you're online and talking to people, because, you know, I definitely think that there's something where people get online, start these businesses and stop talking to people. And I don't know (laughs) what that's about because aren't we supposed to be like helping people? Yeah. And I think, you know, it's interesting because it's, you know, we're talking about this as if this is like the very first stages of your business, you have to do this, but you have to do this forever. Yeah. This doesn't stop. Um, yeah, this, this doesn't stop. And I think that's why it's so crucial to actually understand how this works and why it's so important because you could get lucky and create something amazing and sell it out for, you know, a year or two. And then what happens? And then, you know, your audience matures, they move on. Um, you know, maybe you're not getting enough new people in. So you actually need to innovate and you need to create something new. And so then you're back to square one where you're like, Oh, well, what do I create? You know, maybe, maybe people want this. I don't know. Let's create it. So, so you're always basing your decisions on, research instead of just your best guesses. And this happens all the time in your business. Yep. I completely agree. It's not a, it's not a system you just, or a, something, a checkbox you check off and you never look at again. Yeah, like did that once. <laughs> did that. Um, yeah. I know my audience, maybe you did, but you don't. Yeah. Maybe now. And what it also does is gives you a way to keep checking in with them so that you can get repeat business. You know, I used to think in my business that I actually didn't want repeat business. I thought once I work with my clients, they should be good to go. They actually shouldn't need me anymore. And for a lot of them, that's the case. Um, but there's definitely still opportunities that I've been seeing lately where there is something that is a next step that they need that I can actually offer them that I feel confident in. And so by paying attention to that and listening to what they need, I can be the next step instead of going, you know what, you're done with me, go off and talk to Anne or go off and talk to this person. Yeah. So it gives you a way to, to keep getting the same clients in. And once somebody's bought from you once, they're way more likely to buy from you again. So it makes sense to have kind of a next level um, that actually makes sense for what your clients need. Yeah. And I, I also, I also think that understanding people's evolution, like people are going to change, you change, but you know, you're always going to stick to those teachers and those people who have helped you. So if you, if those people can offer you different things, I mean, I'm thinking of like Amy Porterfield, like I know her, but I also have purchased from her because she continues to put out like things that I'm like, Oh, I could use that. I could use a little bit more information there. And so I think that it's, not uncommon for people to want to, they want something more from you. So let me ask you this, maybe this will, I don't know if you even have like favorite tools, favorite things or that help you create like more of the experience for, do you have any like special, I know some coaches and some people have these different systems they use. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm a funny business owner in that I'm not, I'm not super systems oriented and I'm not super tech, tech oriented. And like, I have an online business, which is hilarious. <laughs> My friends who know me are like, how do you work online? And I'm like, I don't know, because I actually, I do know the answer is I just like to keep it really, really, really simple. And this is especially true. If you're just starting out, you do not need the fanciest apps and the most expensive membership site software and like the programs that are going to like sell your program for you and take a huge commission. Like you can do this really, really, really simply. So even to this day, I still use a few really easy things to sell my stuff. Um, I have my WordPress website. 
I deliver a lot of stuff through Dropbox. So you buy, a, you buy an online course, you get a link to a Dropbox folder where you download it. Um, and I use a Facebook group to connect with people. And literally, that's it. And PayPal, so people can pay me. Super simple. Um, it can get way more complicated. I'm sure that there's, in terms of user experience, there's a lot of different ways that you can do things. But for me and where my clients are at, this works really well. So yeah, I just, I haven't found a need to change it. And I think that when my clients see that, they're like, oh, so I don't have to be paying you know, $500 a month for all of these different programs and apps and softwares. And I'm like, no, you can keep it super simple and cheap when you're just starting. That's great. Do you have people that, that help you on your team or? Um, I do. I have, I mostly have one VA who does all my tech stuff. And then I, I contract people in when I need them. So if I need a graphic designer, um, I'll get someone on board or for my, you know, when I do my website design, I have someone who does it. So there's kind of people who come and go here and there, um, but I don't have a huge team. It's me and one VA. Right yeah, now. I love it. I love it. And you know what? I think that's another, another lesson too. I mean, I have a, I have a client with like, um, it's a seven figure year business and she essentially has one VA and she's only just this year hired more people, but that VA basically is the one who kind of spearheads that whole thing. Yeah. And you can get to, you know, you can get to multiple six figures up to seven figures without, it's not always recommended. Having yeah. a team is definitely helpful. Um, but you can definitely get there without needing to, without needing to grow your team huge. And I think that you, you'll get to a point where you do need to, and then it makes sense, but it's not like you need to right away if you want to grow. I think there's lots of ways that you can streamline things and keep it easy. Um, ease is kind of my word. So if it's, if it starts to feel complicated, if I'm managing 10 different people, I don't want that to be my job. Yeah. Um, that's not what I signed up for. So yeah, the simpler the better. I'm the same way. And I, I'm used to managing people on different types of teams, but I, honestly don't want it for my own team. I just want people to know what they're doing and just handle it. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually just in the process now of hiring a project manager to, to kind of be that person because it's getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I can see how we could be more efficient, but I still don't want to have anything to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> I you... want someone to just say, hey, you need to write a blog post about this and I can do that. And then in between, I can do all my fun traveling. So yes. um, I'm at the point now where it makes sense, but you know, that's a big business expense. And so it doesn't, it's definitely not something you need right away. That's, that's awesome. So let me ask you just so I can make sure I pop these in the show notes. What are some of like the best things? I mean, of course, everything, all the things on your site <laughs> to download, but what is something you think like a good starting point point? Is it that the chapter that I downloaded? Yeah, or? the chapter is great because it's actually the market research section also. So um, it's not just going to be like, you should make packages, you know, buy the course. Um, it's going to give you the actual first chapter, which is going to teach you how to research your market. Um, and then from there, I mean, you can either buy the course or you can, you can look at that and do what we've been talking about, which is just get information from it, you know, start to figure out what people actually need. So that's a great one. Um, I also have a checklist up there for what I think are the most important things you need to be doing if you want to get more clients when you're starting your business. So it's kind of divided into four sections. Um, it's probably not the stuff that most people think. So you're not going to find on there, go and post on Facebook five times a day. That's not on the list. <laughs> um, it's the actual things that you need to be focusing on. So if you're someone who feels like you're doing, like you're trying to do everything and it's just like too much of a to-do list, the checklist is on there. Um, I can shoot you over the link. Um, yeah, that would be great. You can, you can put it down there, but that's a really great one too, just to kind of keep you on track and make sure that you're not having shiny object syndrome where you're yeah. like, Ooh, the fun things, um, you're, you know, this stuff might not be as fun, but it's going to make a bigger difference in your business. I love that. And then are there any things that are coming up in the next like month or so that we should know about from you? 
Yeah. Well, the, so the main way that I work with people is through my group program. Um, that's called uncage your business and it's, it basically covers everything we've talked about today. So it's all about nailing that message and your point of view and what makes you different, digging into who your people are and the problems they have and doing the market research. And then, uh, I teach how to create packages from that. And then we go into content and how to actually like create an elevator pitch and like talk about this in a way that actually makes sense and doesn't make you sound like a weird robot. So it's a lot of that foundational work. Um, and that's starting March 13th, ah, March 13th. I like yeah, that so day a lot because it's my birthday. So I'll, I'll Oh, that's it. Well, happy birthday to you. <laughs> I will be training many coaches on how to have better businesses. Um, it's a really, really great program. Um, I market it to, you know, all service-based business owners, but life coaches, health coaches, business coaches, anyone kind of in the coaching world where like you're trying to get clients online where you can just have Skype sessions with them. It's really, really great for that and learning what it actually takes to, to start to get clients online. That sounds amazing. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know anybody who can't benefit from understanding how to get more clients because a lot of people will just spend their time, you know, even course creators, I feel like do some client work, get in the dirt with some people. Yeah. And this could be like, if you want to sell online courses, um, or if you want to create, you know, membership sites, that's all of this work needs to happen before you do any of those things. So, um, yeah, I've definitely, I had someone who he actually interviewed me on his podcast last year. Uh, and then he, he wrote to me, he's like, I think I want to sign up for your course. And I was like, you don't need it. Like he's making multiple six figures. He's way (laughs) beyond it. I was like, you don't need it. Like don't sign up. He signed up anyways. (laughs) You know, Um, that's actually like a weird little trick that I, and I don't even, it was an an unintentional trick is when you actually tell someone. Oh my gosh. It was not meant to be like reverse psychology. I literally was like, please don't sign up. You don't need it. Like, let me tell you some other people who might be better for you. He signed up anyways. I mean, he didn't participate at all. I didn't see him in the group. He didn't come on the calls. And so in my head, I was like, oh my God, he hates it. Like he should have listened to me, but he actually emailed me after and he was like, this was the best course I've ever bought. Like, this is the, you know, this is, I didn't, wow, I didn't awesome. show up live for anything, but this was like the best investment I've ever made because what I didn't know was that he was actually switching his focus. So he was switching his target market and he needed to come back to these foundations. And so the work kind of helped him do that in a way that set him up for success. So I just thought that was really funny because I'm, I'm so the person to be like, don't sign up if it's not for you. I don't want anyone in the program who it's not a good fit for. And he was like, yeah, I'm not going to listen to you. Yeah, I I am the same exact way. I'm the first person, like, if there's somebody better that you should be talking to, I'm going to tell you, because let's not waste anybody's time here. (laughs) Yeah, well, and I think that we can both do that because we're really clear on what we do and what we don't do. And that's where I think a lot of new business owners get fuzzy. It's like, oh, I sure I can. Sure, I'll help everybody. And then you take in clients that aren't a right fit. Um, You can't deliver for them because you kind of got in over your head or they're just not a right fit for other reasons, but you didn't know that. So, so knowing these foundations will help you be able to have that confidence to actually say, you know what, this isn't for you. Here's what might be instead. Yeah. I I mean, honestly, I feel like you can just be such a hero when you're able to do that. You can just be their their hero saying, don't spend this, whatever money on me, go to that person, get what you need there. So anyways, um, so now I have like four super random questions to ask. Okay, but I'm starting four. to ask everybody. <laughs> random they're very random. And they're more like just more about you. Um, okay. Uh, so number one, they're they're really, I think they're easy, but you can tell me. Um, the first one is, I mean, based on what you just said about like keeping things simple, how do you plan? Are you paper, digital? Which one do you prefer? I'm, yeah, I definitely, 
<laughs> I'd say I'm paper, but for me, paper is like scribble something down on like a random envelope and then never look at it again. <laughs> so um, I'm more of a put things in my calendar right away kind of person. So like if something needs to happen, it needs to go in my calendar um, so that I don't forget how to do it or I, I don't forget that it needs to be done and when it needs to be done. Um, but I don't, yeah, no, again, with the whole system thing, no super fancy planning tools. It's like calendar and then... Um, I, I use Slack for my team, meaning me and my VA, where we, we have an ongoing, you know, um, dialogue going forth. there. That's awesome. Yeah. So do you guys have anything like use like Trello or Asana or are you pretty much just um, Slack We just it up? started using Asana, like just, just as in last week. Um, I've tried, I've tried using it before. I've tried using Trello before and I just always forget to look at them. So like we'll put tasks in and then like a month goes by and I'm like, oh my God, I forgot. But this launch coming up there's a lot of things that need to be done. And so we just started using Asana and I'm like committed to actually using it properly. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. If there must, is there a way to like connect it with Google calendar? Like, cause for me, there must be, there's ways to connect everything. This is where <laughs> I suck, but, um, there's because gotta honestly, be a way. Isn't like my, my Google calendar on my phone, if it doesn't pop up there, sometimes I just don't show up wherever that is. Yeah. That's actually a good question. I bet that the, like, 85 tasks I have assigned to me right now could probably be popped right into my Google calendar. And then yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Cause then you're like, okay, I don't even have to look at Asana cause it comes to me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I guarantee, you know what? I'm going to look at that after this, after this call is done. Cause I bet there's a way to do it. I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. So now what's, what's like one, this is maybe a weird question, a guilty pleasure, something that like either you like to eat, watch, <laughs> read, <laughs> listen to, like, even if it's kind of semi-embarrassing. Oh boy. Um, I have, well, I've been on a Mindy project kick lately. That's my, like, I don't want to have to think about anything and I just want to sit on my couch and cuddle my dog. So I watch the Mindy project when that needs to happen. <laughs> I don't feel so great about my TV choice now. Cause that's like a smart show to me. Cause I'm, oh. I'm like the, ba- <laughs> I like watch bachelor. Oh, Which I <laughs> that is now, worse. This, that this, is worse. This time around, I'm not actually watching it so much because it's even trashier than it normally is. So. I know. But it's sometimes you just need to have something on. Oh, the other thing I would say that, again, here's something that I'm super not proud of. is like I just can't seem to actually cook for myself anymore and like eat proper meals. <laughs> I found that I used to I used to be a nutritionist. And so I used to love cooking and like spending my day going off and buying crazy ingredients and like cooking a huge meal for myself with like weird, wacky health foods. And now it's like take out most days of the week, which is sad, which is really sad. But, um, but also I'm, it is what it is right now. Where do you live? Too, exactly. I like, live in what, Toronto. Okay. I live in Toronto. No. Cause when, when my husband and I lived in Los Angeles before my daughter was born, we would just have, I swear we had takeout every day. It's too easy. There's Ugh. so many healthy options here that I'm like, why would I go and spend an hour at the store and then an hour cooking when I could just order like an amazing kale Caesar salad from my favorite restaurant yes. and it would be delivered to my face yes. <laughs> while I sit at my desk. <laughs> and I don't have to move a finger. I don't have to put on fingers. pants. Yeah. Yes. It's like very, um, I feel lucky that, you know, I can afford to get takeout. It's certainly not as cheap as buying groceries, but, um, yeah, it's just been one of those things hey, nothing that goes since to I waste. started. Not, yeah, exactly. And since so I started my business, it's just, there's a lot of things to do, you know, cooking has gotten to the bottom of the list. So there's a, a guilty pleasure, I guess we'll call it. Okay. That's, that's good. So, okay. Now what are, what's like a recent, the most recent book, audio book, something like that, that you've listened to, started to listen to, <laughs> maybe didn't finish. It just, it's okay. 
A book that I just finished reading that I'd read before, which is also a movie, but if you've watched the movie, the book is better, um, is, I can't remember who the author is, but it's called Wild. It's about the girl who goes and hikes on the Pacific Crest Trail. It's a movie now with Reese Witherspoon. And I read it years ago. Somebody that I met on my van adventure was like, this book reminds me of you. Um, But recently (laughs) I just traveled to Patagonia with my boyfriend and we did like a nine day backpacking trip. And I'd never backpacked for nine days. I was like, I'm going to die. So I was like, I'm going to bring this book with me and read it for inspiration. So I I read that while I was sleeping on the trail in Patagonia and it helped. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Um, And then final, final kind of maybe weird, maybe no, it's not the final question. I have one more after this favorite quote or just a phrase maybe that keeps you going. Like if you're not having like a, the best day, like something you think about that kind of keeps you moving. Oh, so I don't know if this is, I guess if I guess if I had to put it into a phrase, it would be nothing really matters anyway. (laughs) So, but where that comes from is, um, learning about this is this is going to be super random and weird. <laughs> I, I always laugh it. when I, I always laugh when I tell people this. They're like, "Where do you where does this come from?" Um so I always I traveled to Yellowstone Park years ago on that road trip. And Yellowstone is like this massive super volcano that's just waiting to erupt and when if it erupts, when it erupts, it's like 100,000 years overdue or something. It's basically will destroy most of North America and like have impacts all over the world. So I think about this when I think, you know, if I'm like stressing about an email that I'm going to send out or like, you know, a a client doesn't want to buy something from me and I take it personally or whatever it is that I'm stressing about that doesn't matter. I always just remind myself that someday Yellowstone's going to explode and nothing's going to matter because we're going to have way bigger problems. So there's, (laughs) so there's that. I might actually have to steal that. Um, it's in certain honestly, situations, like, just go Google about Yellowstone. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Um, so yeah, if I'm like, nobody gives a shit that this color doesn't line up with the color on my website, like who cares? So, but I imagine I, I live in Canada, but I imagine some of the folks in the U S right now might feel the same way with what's going on. So, yes. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would say so. Yes. I'm over yeah. in Seattle, but I used yeah. to live, I lived for two years in Montreal. So oh. I kind of know where you are. I have yeah, we're still we're still definitely feeling the effects of what's happening, but it's not mm-hmm. quite as up close and personal. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I was actually living in. We had just moved to Montreal for. We were there for two years, but we just moved there, and we started our like my husband and I both started working at Discovery Channel, and we were at a bank setting up our bank accounts there the day the 9-11 happened. So you definitely feel it still in Canada, like what's happening here. Yes, oh, totally. No matter what it is. I mean, it's worldwide news, all of it. Yes, (laughs) exactly, exactly. Okay, so final question. What's something that, you know, something maybe you do that people don't know about you beyond like your guilty pleasure and all of that, no cooking and all that. What's something that, like something interesting that you think you do that, you know, not many people know about? Um, oh my gosh. I maybe where you've been that people, I guess the van thing. Yeah. I didn't, the van I mean, thing, yeah. Like I do, I do a lot of traveling and just this summer I started doing a lot of solo traveling. I got really interested in just doing some of the trips that I always felt like I was waiting for a partner to do with me. I'd kind of been in and out of long-term relationships and always was like, I just can't wait to meet a guy who's like wants to do these adventures with me and no one ever did. And so this summer I decided to take it upon myself to just do it myself. So I went and did my first, my first multi-day camping trip period, but I did it by myself. So I packed up a bag and grabbed my dog and went into the woods for three days alone, which was great and amazing. I took my car and my dog and drove up to Wyoming for two weeks and did a bit of a solo kind of hiking 
climbing trip. So yeah, I don't know if that's unknown. You know, I post some pictures on Facebook and stuff, but it's definitely something that I've been more interested in lately. And, and after my nine day Patagonia hike looking, I'm excited this year to find kind of a longer solo hike that I can do. So I was with my boyfriend for this one, but um, I finally met the guy who wants to go on the adventures with me right when I decided I was going to start doing them all myself. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah we're probably, still, maybe we're he'll still be committed like, to doing it by yourself. No, he's great. He loves doing solo trips too. And he totally encourages me to like, we've, we've already discussed the fact that we both would like to continue to do some solo trips. So yeah, I'm looking forward to finding some other kind of multi-day backpacking adventure that I can do on my own. There's something really cool about just having everything that you need in your backpack and yeah. and just being kind um, of on your own and, and being know. totally off the grid and being on your own. It's terrifying, oh. but it's, yeah, it's great. It's terrifying, but great. Okay. It's I, terrifying, but great. I'm, I am not a camper even with people. So <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm thinking that probably that would be a good kind of fear to face, but I'm not sure how I'm going to back my way into that. <laughs> I spent, I, before doing this, I'd spent a lot of time outside camping just because I spent a lot of time rock climbing so you're always outside so I was pretty comfortable with the outdoors just not in the woods by myself I was very scared of bears and very scared of moose so it definitely was a fear that I had to face um, but once I did it it you know like everything it wasn't such a big deal you're like so, I can handle this yeah exactly yeah that's awesome okay so back up I'm excited that we got a chance to talk finally and um, I will definitely be stay, stay tuned to what's happening with Uncage Your Business, which starts March 13th on my birthday. Yeah, but happy birthday. definitely send me, send me links to whatever you're going to be doing as you gear up for that, because I would love to share that with the Fearless Launching audience. Um, I do think that what you're teaching is so insanely important and is pretty much, it's all about the people that you're doing it for. So the more that you can know about them <laughs> and how to serve them, the better. Yeah, totally. I'll send you over everything you need. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much again. And uh, I'm sure we will be talking very soon. Yeah, thank you so much, Anna. It was so great talking to you. Thanks so much for listening to the Fearless Launching Show. If you'd like to check out Rebecca, anything that she's up to, and I know she's got some stuff coming right around the corner, I want to invite you to head over to ansamoylove.com forward slash 128 for those full show notes and just a brief summary of what we talked about today. It's a nice way to get a little extra attention after you've, you know, maybe been driving or whatever while you've been listening to the podcast. And speaking of which, I want to thank you again for tuning in this week. I am so excited to start featuring some new voices on the show. And if you've got an idea for someone you think would be perfect for the show, or maybe that's you, definitely reach out to us at support at ansamoylove.com. Of course, you can just head over to our website and click that contact button and We'll get back to you lickety-split. We've got a few different ways that you can share your voice with the Fearless Launching community. So much gratitude today for you guys. So thank you again for listening. Make sure you're subscribed and we will see you next week.